This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Turning into Gods. That was the title of Jason Silva's documentary in the year 2012. He said, we want to transcend our biological limitations. So what then is meant by the words transcending biological limitations? Well, the answer to that question, I think, defines the heart and soul of the meaning of what I call scientific salvation. In other words, friends, what we're looking at now, whether you realize it or not, is science's messianic moment. Science's messianic moment. That science itself is merging through a godless view conducted by scientists who have decided there is no creator and that we basically are self-creating, that in fact we can continue that self-creation through progressive evolution and become God. Are you ready for this here today on Viewpoint? I welcome you aboard. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction. Talk that transforms. And in order to understand this a little bit better, I want to share some things with you before we look at the words of Klaus Schwab, who addressed the World Government Summit this week. That's right, on Monday. In Dubai about becoming gods. So what should we understand about this stated goal, the words transcending biological limitations? Well, I think the meaning and implications are even not not really a mystery. And here is what it means. Listen very carefully. Remember, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we want to take a look at the thoughts and the intents of the heart and what this is resulting in is what you might call the most profound, blasphemous chutzpah that you could possibly imagine. So here's the idea of the thinking. I am a biological being, yet made in the image of God. I'm not satisfied with being merely a being of flesh and blood with heart and soul, so... I will transcend this mortal being and become immortal through scientific salvation or technology. I'm not going to die but live forever, eventually through technological salvation. I will become transcendent, and together we will finally rule the world. And I and we will have become God. Does that seem a bit shocking? But that's exactly what they're thinking. Now, do you believe this is the motivational trajectory of technology driven by God-denying, God-despising scientists and philosophers? And why do they want to become as God or gods when they adamantly maintain their disbelief in both a God and a creator? Doesn't that seem strange to you? It does to me. If we were to go back to 1992, the very year that the Lord spoke to my heart concerning leaving the practice of law, 
saying, son, you've been pleading the cause of men long enough. I want you to plead my cause in the land as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation, America's greatest crisis hour. It was that very year that a gal by the name of May Migley wrote a book called Science as Salvation. And she traces the notion of achieving immortality by transcendence of the material human body. So transcending biological limitations has one ultimate real goal, and that's becoming immortal. That is, becoming as God. Now, you may think that this is still kind of strange, so let's move forward to 2011, Time Magazine, the cover story of America's News Magazine, February 21st, 2011, and here it was. 2045, the year man becomes immortal. The year man becomes immortal. So you might uh, just be breathing a sigh of relief there, considering, well, that's that's pretty far off. Uh, here it is, uh, 2024, that would still be... 21 years away, so we've got a bit of time to wait. Well, maybe, maybe not. So consider the claim of Werner Vinge concerning the consummate event known as the singularity. You might have heard of it, which he exalts will, quote, revolutionize the world, ushering in a post-human epoch, unquote. So he was asked in 1993, the very year we formed Save America Ministries, in October, he was asked when he expected this ultimate progression of human history to virtual godhood to take place. And here's what he said. The coming technological singularity, I said, I'd be surprised if the singularity had not happened by 2030. How far away is 2030, friends? Six years. Now, in just in case you're interested in the significance of the year 2030, that is, consider that that's the very year that the World Economic Forum has decreed the consummation of the Great Reset or the new global government, which our former Secretary of State, John Kerry, declared was ushered in by the inauguration of Joseph Biden as U.S. president. That's right, he did. And you might also consider that the United Nations has established for fulfillment of its one-world order globalist intentions, Agenda 2030. Now, does this put in context, uh, a time context, something that you and I can relate to? Does it sound like this might have some significance for you and for me that we should consider? I hope you can now see that. So as we consider the mystery of the ages uh, here today on Viewpoint, I, I want you to be aware that the heart of scientists now has become rooted in a messianic hope. But it's a different kind of messianic hope than most of us think about. It's not about Christ returning. It's about becoming God ourselves. 
There's a term for that. Some have used in the past called apotheosis. Apotheosis, that is the ascent to deity, ascribing deity to an actual living person. Is that where we are? The deification of human beings, making us divine by ascending beyond our humanity through scientific salvation? I want you to consider that now. As we continue on with the program today, as we look at the address of Klaus Schwab at the World Government Summit in Dubai on Monday. Again, you're listening to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. We're facing the most amazing challenges you can possibly imagine. And we'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're looking at, well, you can call it scientific salvation. You can call it the ascendancy to uh, godhood. You can call it uh, the scientific hope of eternal destiny without God. You can call it turning into gods. You can call it transcending biological limitations. All of these terms would apply. But we need to tie them together. We need to move them together so that we can see a little more accurately what really is intended and what the vision is. Now, it's not that science itself is evil. Don't get me wrong. Science is not evil. But science in the hands of evil people is. Because they don't use science scientifically. They use it for ulterior motives. Motives that are contrary to God's design for human beings to discover the things that he has done and created. Now humankind wants to be its own creator, to replace the creator himself. A kind of self-salvation, a kind of rising to a penultimate state of humankind where we actually supersede humankind and become God ourselves. A self-apotheosis, so to speak. A self-deification. It's amazing. And so again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Science is scientific moment here on the program. And you might want to consider, by the way, you might want to consider getting a copy of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. And why would that be? Well, because this is a very unusual book. It's not what a lot of people might think it is. It's not just all about the second coming of Jesus Christ. No, it's about all the things that are going are challenging us as alternative messianic solutions to our world. 
In other words, that are deceiving the entire world, including increasingly professing Christians. So just as a messianic fervor is exploding around the world, Jews are awaiting the Mashiach, Muslims await the Mahdi, Christians await Messiah's second coming, many await a messianic age. So all of this is happening right now. The pressure is building in our world. A kind of messianic hope is gripping the world. But at the same time, those who are in dedicated to the world of science as technological saviors, so to speak, who have no humility whatsoever. In fact, their level of chutzpah exceeds that that most human beings could comprehend. They are self-exalting, and they believe that they can and will usher human beings into godhood, for self-salvation. In other words, becoming our own Messiah. So, I want to make available to you my book, my most recent book, Messiah. Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. One of the chapters in that book is called Scientific Salvation. It's chapter 13. And transhumanism is man's new quest for immortality. Man's new quest for immortality. Now, in this book, you're going to find a very, very significant discussion concerning the matter of scientific salvation. But you're also going to discover many, many other things, such as environmental deification, a new alternative Christ, the evolutionary Christ, the Marxist Messiah, the Masonic Messiah, the Noahide laws and Olam Haba, uh, uh, and all of these, the imposter, uh, it is, I'll tell you, uh, I can guarantee you've never read another book like it. The Cafeteria Christ, uh, Salvation by Syncretism, The Mystical Messiah. Really. You need to understand what the dynamics are that are taking place in our world, and it's not quite the way you think it is when you go to your church on Sunday or Saturday or whenever it is you're going to your church. It's a much bigger picture out there, and it's that bigger picture that is going to capture the world and deceive it. Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages, it's a $22 book, yours for $20 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Again, the book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the ages. All right, let's find out what uh, happened on Monday in Dubai at the World Government Summit. The founder and executive director of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, said humankind is transitioning into what he called the intelligent age, powered by technologies. 
He calls it a fourth industrial revolution. Now, this was the same summit that Tucker Carlson had spoken of, who called out the transhumanists who think they are God and are using technology in a vain effort to improve the human condition. So on the same day, one of the world's most prominent transhumanists, Klaus Schwab, commanded center stage and gave a very different view of the world. And here's the view of the world that he gave. He described a chilling vision of the near future in which he said human beings must prepare to have their physical, biological, and digital identities integrated into one fusion. So your physical, your biological, and your digital identity fused. Notice he didn't say spiritual identity, because that's irrelevant to them. You're a body, you're biological, and they want to turn you into a number. That's the scientific identity for you. So ultimately, you will become a number. That's what Bill Gates has in mind, remember? Back in 2020, when he filed his patent with the uh, his patent application with the U.S. Patent Office, yeah, it was about merging the biological with the digital or financial aspects, so that you and every human being would become basically a number in the world or in the universe. Does that sound suspiciously like something talked about in the book of Revelation, chapter 13? Like a number, a mark, by which you would be known, and without which you would not be known. As Bill Gates said, this now will be the only way that you will be able to live in society. In other words, without this identity, this digital identity, you will not be even considered a member of society. Now, that might the implications of that might be, as the book of Revelation says, that people wouldn't be able to buy or sell unless you have it, right? Because you don't exist. You wouldn't have a bank account that exists. You wouldn't be able to transact business because the only way you can transact business is if you have this digital identity in a world system. In other words, you have been converted, not spiritually, but you have been converted into a digital entity. Now, as converted into a digital entity now, you are capable then of being transformed into a new version of humanity. It's called transhumanism. Now, think about it this way. You know about uh, the, the trans movement, transitioning people from male to female, female to male, and so on. The trans movement. So we're not unfamiliar now with the word trans or the prefix trans, but now it's transhumanism. It's not moving from male to female or female to male. Now it's moving 
outside of humanism or humanity itself to become something other than, superior than, superseding humankind. Now, humankind was made in God's image. So what would a transhuman be? Would they still be made in God's image? Or is the reality of transhumanism that we're declaring ourselves to become God? A self-apotheosis. In other words, we're elevating or deifying ourselves to become that which we no longer need. And if we no longer need God, then all we need is ourselves. And besides which, if all of us are collectively becoming God, think about it this way, if all of us are collectively becoming God, there should be no theological differences between us because we're all gods, right? And therefore, there's no argument, there's no religious dispute, there's no war in the world over religions because we're all gods. And so we all put up with one another, we all agree that we're all gods and we have our own viewpoints and so on, and all those viewpoints are God viewpoints, and therefore we've solved all of the problems of the world and we have peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's the thinking. That's where it ends up. So let's go back to uh, Klaus Schwab now in Dubai. And on Monday, he addressed the World Government Summit. He said, this revolution in technology will power a global transition of humankind into a new era that he called the intelligent age. Now, does that mean we're not intelligent today? I thought God created human beings to be intelligent, more intelligent than any other being, animal being on the planet. But apparently that's not to be recognized now because we must supersede that. We must have God's intelligence, not just our own. We must have what? Uh, God is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. So is science going to create us as omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent beings? Well, theoretically, yes. So, the new intelligent age, he said, in which humankind will enjoy more opportunities and possibilities to become God-like. He said it's a new type of human that will exist in this new era, a transition of humankind. He used the word transition five times in his address. So what's he talking about? Well, he's using machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, to create a population of, I guess you could call them hybrid beings offered by technology to evolve into a whole new, so to speak, species, a whole new species. We're not just humans anymore. We're not just homo sapiens anymore. We're going to transition from humans into transhumans. So if a man can become a woman and a woman can become a man in the trans idea, the transsexual idea, 
then why not translate out of humanity into a new transhuman standard? And he said those who refuse to take advantage of these new opportunities are going to be left behind because they're not going to be able to get jobs. Unless you become transhuman, you'll lose your place in the workforce. In other words, you won't exist. Ultimately, you won't exist because to become a transhuman, you must become a digital entity. Please listen to what we're saying. Is it starting to sink in a little bit? I hope so. We'll talk more about it when we get back from this break. You're listening to Viewpoint. And friends, Viewpoint is determining destiny. The viewpoint of these scientists and our viewpoint as to whether we understand the dynamics of what is taking place. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint, friends. We're talking about something here that is uh, rather profound and hard for us, normal U.S. citizens who live in uh, a real world of terra firma and trying to pay our bills and get our kids to school and uh, get our education and spend time talking to the Lord and praying and so on. But this group of people is outside of that more mundane realm that you and I supposedly live in. They don't live in that realm. From their viewpoint, and the viewpoint of guys like uh, uh, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, they supersede that viewpoint. They're far beyond that viewpoint. They're thinking has no connection whatsoever to the God of the Bible, no connection whatsoever to an expectation of a Messiah to come. No. Their expectation is, on the contrary, that you and I are becoming God, and all we have to do is continue to do more of what we're doing, and as we develop artificial intelligence, AI, It's becoming more and more intelligent so that ultimately we as human beings will be able to supersede ourselves and become transhuman. And in becoming transhuman, we will become as God. Now, that's as simple as I can put it. 
So we go back to Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, as he's addressing Dubai uh, at the World Government Forum, World Government Summit, uh, on Monday. And uh, from his address, Leo Holman, writing about it, concluded this. The generation now on the earth may be the last one to grow up remembering what it was like to actually be human as AI takes over. Little kids under the age of eight or nine will not remember the human experience unless they're raised by parents who guard them from this deadly or pernicious drive to automate humanity and make people soulless cyborgs. So Schwab demonstrated how this works, as he's already gone down the path himself, submitting to what he considers a higher power. Now, what is his higher power? He sacrifices his own free will to the will of his God, which is AI, or artificial intelligence. In other words, he has cast his hope, his care, his... Hope for any kind of salvation upon artificial intelligence to become ever so intelligent and smart and able that he no longer has to have his own mind in control, that it will be done for him and he will ascend beyond humanity into transhumanism and become ever more godlike in the process. So, according to Schwab and his right-hand guy, Harari, instead of going to God the Father and consulting him about our deepest needs and aspirations as human beings, we should go to AI. And by doing this, Schwab promises the creation of what he calls a new dawn of human civilization without God a new dawn of human civilization, which uh, Leo Holman, commenting about this, says, well, isn't that a resurrected Tower of Babel? And he's right. That which they tried to do in Genesis chapter 11 in such a novice form is now elevated to the point where human beings don't necessarily have to build brick and mortar uh, towers to God, they can become God. We can become God. So, as Leo Holman noted in his piece, if the globalists succeed in creating a new population of transhumans, what we're looking at is the very death of free will. You're just an automaton. You are merely the a product to be wielded about by the highest level of AI development, artificial intelligent development. You don't have to worry about making decisions anymore. It'll be made perfectly for you. And you will have no free will. There's no such thing as sin. And not really anything such as salvation because there's no sin. So you don't need a savior. 
There's no sin because AI is making the decisions for you, and you don't have any responsibility whatsoever. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, well, that's how they think. And you may think this is pretty far out, but that's exactly how they think. Now, to further understand some of this, you might want to get a copy of my book, Messiah. Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. And only one chapter in the book deals with that, but there are so many other things that the book does deal with that you would be shocked to know about. And you need to know about because those are the things that are describing. Remember what the Bible says about the deception, the massive deception that will take place at the end of the age? How do you think that's going to take place? It is taking place, and we're revealing just one part of it right now today on this program. We can't reveal it all. And even in this book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, we're looking at the unbelievable false messianic beliefs that are being constructed that are very real in minds and hearts of people across this, across this country and around the world. You may recall back there in the 1960s, the song, This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. Let the sun shine, let the sun shine in. Well, what do you think that was all about? It was about setting up a new salvation vision, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The start of a new world order. That's why it said this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The dawning. And it began December 2020. The promised dawning of the age of Aquarius began at the end of December 2020. And that famous music group, the Fifth Dimension, in the musical Hair, back in 1967, gave us some understanding if we had any eyes to see and ears to hear. And now it's upon us. We're just four years now into the dawning of the age of Aquarius, according to the New Age messianic belief system. And they believe it. Oprah Winfrey believes it. He's told us so. The book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, a $22 book, yours for $20 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 2 3255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, let's shift over just a little bit. We're going to go away from Klaus Schwab for a little bit, and we're going to go to the issue of our DNA. DNA, that's a big deal, isn't it? The DNA, what is our DNA? 
Well, it's been said that unraveling the human DNA was a scientific sign of the unveiling of history's greatest mystery. The unveiling, the apocalypse of life. It was called the Book of Life, the DNA. So Francis Collins, think about this. Francis Collins, who headed the Public Finance Genome Project since 1993, again, notice the years, 92-93, is when all of these things began to be ushered into the forefront. Both politically and spiritually and biologically, scientifically, 1992-93 was the launching pad, and I, I believe this is the reason why, God called me to leave the practice of law at the end of 1992 so that by 1993 we had formed Save America Ministries to begin the rebuilding of the foundations of faith and freedom and to launch this radio program to confront the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. That's what it's all about. That's what we do here on this program. That's why we do it. It's not about filling airtime. It's not about entertaining people. There's a lot of information that we provide here, but the whole purpose of the information is for transformation and preparation. Otherwise, it's just information. It's just idle. It goes nowhere. So here's Francis Collins, who headed the publicly financed genome project since 1993, He has professed to be a follower of Jesus as Messiah. And he noted that, quote, decoding the book of life, that's the DNA, poses daunting moral dilemmas, the power to re-engineer the human species, unquote. Whoa! Re-engineer the human species? He said, we ascribe some sort of quasi-religious significance to our DNA. Really? Where is this going, my friend? Let's talk about it when we get back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. You know, as I sit here before you here today, it's rather breathtaking. It really is. It's breathtaking to realize 
what I'm sharing with you and the amazing import that this has. When the DNA was unraveled, and Dr. Francis Collins, who was director of the National Human Genome Project, responded to the Los Angeles Times, he says, we've deciphered the book of life. Now, the term the book of life, friends, is a biblical term. So, he went on to say, we have caught a glimpse of an instruction book previously known only to God. All right, you can take that by itself, or you can say, you can understand that if you're not a God-fearing person, a God-fearing scientist, you might just say, okay, we've now caught a glimpse of an instruction book previously known only to God, whoever that is, and now we can become God. And that's exactly how they think. That's exactly what they're thinking. You can call it science's messianic moment. We're becoming our own Messiah. That's the goal. To ascend or transcend humanity, become transhumans, and be able to be gods in of ourselves and thereby collectively rule the world, and there won't be any such thing as righteousness because everything is right. How is everything right? Because we're all gods. We have ascended. We've achieved the apotheosis. We have ascended our own self-ascension. We've raised ourselves by our own bootstraps to godhood. And who's going to contend with that? We've achieved peace on earth. We become the Prince of Peace. Scientist messianic moment. So, the trajectory of this technological creationism is to achieve immortality. They call it biological immortality initially. But it actually goes beyond that. The goal is initially biological immortality that actually will then also be interpreted as spiritual immortality because you'll never die. And if you never die, you don't have to be concerned about mortality because you're immortal. And if you're immortal, you have become as God. You're not going to be held to any kind of responsibility for your life on earth. No. Because there is no God. You are God. And we're all God. So we each are responsible only to ourselves, and really not even that, because we're controlled by AI, and so we're transhumans. It's the ultimate vision of utopia, friends. A spiritual utopia beginning with biological utopia. So isn't this just the typical human desire then to escape potential responsibility for our actions in life after death? We don't have to give any account for our lives. 
If I can become immortal in the flesh and become God myself, the problem of accountability is solved, right? Exactly. Now, it's interesting. The Jerusalem Post had a Life After Death article. <laughs> interesting. And it revealed some, some points for our consideration in the so-called University of the History of the Ages. So there's view toward the future, but the view of the future is now being completely transformed from a Christian view of the future to a transhuman view of the future where we have become self-creators and God himself. So, Will humans being be satisfied to be like God, or will we persist to become God? Let me share a story with you very quickly. It was about 25 years ago, and uh, I was still in California, uh, completing law practice. I think, I think I was still going back and forth there. And uh, I was sitting waiting for a flight in the Delta waiting area because the flight had been delayed. And across from me in this area was a man that I began to engage in conversation. He identified himself as a, an engineer, an international engineer for the Sony Corporation. And he was all proud. He was, he was very excited. He was telling me about uh, the technology was being developed at that time. Remember, that's about 25-plus years ago. And he was telling me about how there would no longer be a need for telephone instruments because everything would be implants and so on. And then, without missing a beat, without slowing down, he made this statement. And the day is coming when we will be gone. That's what he said. The day is coming when we will be God. Now, whether he wanted to call that reaching the so-called singularity or whatever you want to call it, that's what he thought. That's what he believed as a scientist and as an engineer. So the goal has been to ascend the human race. I want you to think about this for just a moment because you'll remember that Satan himself had a little argument with God. And uh, he wasn't happy. He was the choir director of heaven. He was the most beautiful created being ever, but he wasn't satisfied. He said, I'm going to be like the Most High God. I'm going to ascend to the heights of the north. I'm going to be like the Most High God. In other words, I am going to ascend to the what he was talking about was ascend the uh, Temple Mount and rule and reign from the Temple Mount as God. Hmm. But he couldn't do that because he's a spiritual being. So the only way he could do that is by becoming, shall we say, 
investing himself in a human being, in human beings. And that's what he's been in the process of doing now for 6,000 years. And if you want to find out a little bit more about that and that amazing battle, which I call the battle for King of the Mountain, you might want to get a copy of my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. Because it's said that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. So Satan intends to rule the world, and he wants to rule the world through a human being. Who do you think that human being will be? He's called in the Bible the Antichrist, a counterfeit Christ figure. Who will that person be? Will he be a transhuman? Will he be like Klaus Schwab, who has dedicated himself to give up his free will and to turn it all over to AI? And what if AI is in complete control of Satan himself? Are you beginning to see how these things are developing? This is not a game, my friends. This is serious business. Serious spiritual business for all of us. Because ultimately, every human being on this planet, then living, is going to be tested as to whether or not you will give up your humanity, so to speak, through receiving the infamous technological mark. Are you listening? A warning came from Andrew Torba, the CEO of Gab.com. He asserts that the tech giants are looking at creating a post-human race, destroying our humanity by appending technology to our bodies, and they believe, to our souls. To our souls. So, in fact, he says, we can be fairly argued, it can be fairly argued that technology is a modern quasi-religion whose daily miracles are commonplace. Transhuman. Transhumanism. Man's new quest for immortality. He says humanity now stands at a crossroads. Transhumans, transhumanism's ultimate goal is for humans to escape death and live forever in a state of immortality, thus forever delaying any ultimate divine accountability for one's life on earth. Now, there was a fellow by the name of Pierre Teilhard de Jardin. He was a Jesuit theologian, and he actually foresaw such a movement with his uh, uh, forceful quasi-religious embrace of evolution. He anticipated the development of an encompassing, what he called, global consciousness. That made him an early New Age guru. 
So, religious and secular critics are now maintaining that transhumanism is itself a religion, or at the very least a pseudo-religion, faulting the philosophy of transhumanism as offering no eternal truths nor a relationship with the divine. So, what ideas, if embraced, would pose the greatest threat to the welfare of humanity? What do you think? Well, that was the question posed to the editors of Foreign Policy Magazine to eight prominent policy experts. Well, one of the eight, Francis Fukuyama, professor at Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies and member of the President's Council on Bioethics, made his clear choice. He declared that the most dangerous idea facing the world and the human race is transhumanism. Another called it a movement that epitomizes the most daring, courageous, imaginative, and idealistic aspirations of humanity. It's exactly what Satan had in mind. Lucifer's defiant declaration, I will be like the Most High God. Now, by the way, if you don't have the book King of the Mountain, it's a $20 book, yours for $15. I urge you to get a copy of it because it will open your eyes to this pattern of uh, humankind, Satan using humankind to ultimately fulfill his desire to be God and rule from the Temple Mount. It's on our website, saveus.org. That's King of the Mountain. If you get that together with the book Messiah, which is a $22 book, or $20 uh, we're offering it for, uh, then you'll only pay $5 postage and handling for the first book and $2 for the next book. So you'll save $3 that way. But don't miss out. Today we've been talking about Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages. The conclusion of technocracy news and trends is as follows. Every citizen on planet Earth should deeply consider the counterfeiting messianic implications. God bless. Be a blessing, my friend, and become a partner. Do it today. God bless. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.